Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. He is the man, the myth, the legend, the man that uh, to me is shaping all of the things that help uh, all of us figure out what the hell is going on in this world right now. And he may sing, but he's going to give you a lot of information. Not today. He's not going to sing on this show, but tomorrow he might sing. I don't know. There's some songs to be sung. Uh, it's Billy Holiday's birthday today. Uh, let me welcome to the show the one and only uh, uh, proprietor of In Class With Car Saturdays uh, on the YouTubes and in Nubia, 8.30 a.m. Let me welcome Dr. Greg Carr is here. Hi. You- How are you? What's going on, Fred? What's up with you? Oh, man. Good Let's to see you. Foolish this Friday. How did Foolish this Friday and Good Friday get to be on the same day? Or is that Listen, just No, I think, I, think, no I think Jesus is, is part of this show. Or if, yeah, he's for the foolishness because I spoke to him this morning. He said, this, this, is, this is all it is. Let me ask you, um, as, as, uh, so I put Monique at my number one, just because I feel like, uh, she was, she was dealing with some special education stuff. She was dealing with some, some generational trauma stuff. She was dealing with her uncle Tina. She was dealing with her grandmama. She was dealing with her own poor hygiene. It was a lot of stuff in this. So she was very, um, transparent at the same time. I feel like she was lying. At the same time, I feel like everything, mm. I feel like some of it was not true. But I just, I don't know what, what you know, did you watch this, Dr. Carr? My name I is watched, Monique. Uh, yeah, I watched about maybe 20 minutes of it, oh. but I heard uh, talking. The MFs were too much for me. I'm going to watch mm. them. But you're right. I'm like, why are you, wh- what's the objective? What are you trying to do here? And I'm, I was never sure, I wasn't sure, I haven't been sure yet. So maybe she'll unfold it. Like you said, she's a storyteller, as you were saying, and an actress. But I'm like, my God. God, must we have all of these Maryland farmers in this kind of <laughs> Maryland farmers? <laughs> well, that's, that's how you say it back in Maryland. Uh, she's a Maryland girl. I don't, I don't know. So I got a question, uh, uh, Professor Hunter. Well, you both, uh, Professor Hunter. You so you said, are all of these things true? When you watch comedy, do you want it to be true or do you want it to be funny? I want it to be funny. So, but if your truth is funny, bring it. You know, but don't play with my emotions. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel, I just make me laugh. Like when Rodney Perry uh-huh. broke down his thing with the stroke and he talked about uh-huh. the hand and the hand wasn't working. And then he had to do these things to make his hand work. Yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. in, I was in, yeah. this was at Foolish's Friday Live, his stroke story. I was like, is this real? And then as he's yeah. talking about it, I'm like, I shouldn't be laughing at this, but I'm going to laugh because it is funny, you know, and he was talking about the white lady teaching him how to walk, you know, again. And mm-hmm. he made that stroke thing, which made me sad, funny. So that's mm-hmm. funny, right? But she, there's too many N-words and MFs, like you were saying. I was like, mm. has comedy, comedy has evolved? Because <sighs> there was a period of time with, you know, Bernie Mac and this and that. And that was all, you know, any black comic was, you know, MF, N-word, N-word, dicks, pussies, dog, you know, it was all of that. You know, sex, blah, blah. and I feel like we're in a place now where we deserve more. Hmm. Are, are they just lazy? And Lamont, you're the only comic here, so I'm just yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is it just lazy? Because so, I think it's laziness. Well, she's so the era that you named and the people that you named, she's from that era, right? So it, it's kind of you know, and so you you're doing two things: you're doing what you know, and you're doing what your audience expects. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to then be like, all right, um, let me let me evolve on the spot and give you all new me. You see what I'm saying? So, I, and I'm, I'm not speaking for her, but what I what I know to be is somebody that's been off the radar 
and and, and cause so much controversy in, in the game and in the industry. I'm going to, when I come back, I know it's all all eyes on me. And I know your expectation is up here. So I'm gonna give you what I know and I'm gonna give what my audience is used to and likes. Are you her audience? Would you yeah. say that you're her audience? I, I saw Kings of Comedy, Queens of Comedy. I'm there, I'm watching. I, I go to comedy. I like comedy, which is why mm-hmm. we do what we do. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah, 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 yeah. comedy. I'm I'm old school too. I'm Mom's Mabley. I'm in the basement. This N words crazy was- Richard Pryor. I am Robert Robin Harris first album yeah. Eddie Murphy's I mean I had the album the vinyl like I'm but I def- I say- tried out for Saturday Night Live I tried to be on Saturday Night Live in high school right so <laughs> so yeah no that from yeah comedy yeah you know that's but would you so would you say she's being true to herself even if she has not evolved in your eyes yes she, but she but with, Monique but you she was being Monique but but uh-huh. no because Monique is also an Oscar winner Monique is also someone that just did a, a really amazing, I think it was scary and weird <laughs> movie where the range on her, her range is sickening, right? She did, she did um, Bessie. She just did, I mean, and stole that. I think she should have won an Emmy for for that performance. Mar, was that, who'd she play? Ma Rainey in that? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, incredible, incredible actress. She has range. So I feel yeah. like with all of the the, the trouble you caused, and fight you got to get that check because you got that check right that you asked for you needed to you needed to break you were the first black woman to really have a talk show after Marsha Warfield that was Mm. actually really successful like she has broken barriers in so many different areas this could have been that time and I feel like she squandered it. I don't know if you feel that way Dr. Carr because you turned it off after 20 minutes I stayed to the Uh end because I'm not I'm that person and yeah, and you had you have that stamina, and you. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I'm just. I'm just stubborn. <laughs> I was just like, if you ain't going, let me you turn off. Everybody, and you interact with everybody. I mean, I, you know, I've I've never been able to make it through Precious. Although I understand Lee Daniels was there when they taped this. He, I mean, yeah, he was in the front row, and I've never yeah. watched Precious either because once I saw the theme and all of it, I was like, I'm not watching yeah. that. I'm absolutely not a Lee Daniels fan in terms of his work. I don't know Lee Daniels, but his work it seems to me feeds into deep black pathology, which of course they eat up in in this in this country we live in. So I'm I'm yeah, I don't, I'm not mad at Lee Daniels, but you know when you ask that question, Lamar, who who is her audience on Good Friday? We have to remember that when Jesus was on trial today, and and Pontius Pilate said, "Whom will you uh, the people that is? Whom will you have me release? Jesus of Nazareth or uh, Barabbas, uh, a murderer?" And then they said, "Give us Barabbas." So if if the audience is ignorant, then in fact uh, Monique's audience loves the N word. And so, but then my question is, what's your objective? You you like you say you parlayed all this popular uh, support into this platform, and I'm assuming that you think this is your one shot to secure mm. the bag going forward. So then the question becomes, how many eyeballs are going to be attracted to this beyond your core audience? Right. I have an answer to because I don't see it being promoted. I mean, it's obviously on the front page of Netflix, but is it in the top 10? Is it like, who are you talking to? Because if you want to do that act that I, I was watching that we saw, you know, you can do that on the comedy circuit right now in the black communities, in the clubs. But are you trying to make the leap? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Are you trying to be Amy Schumer? Are you trying to get that Amy Schumer? You know, you trying to get that Amy Schumer money or that that Chris Rock money that you were saying that you deserve? I, I don't, don't. Maybe, maybe think. in all this time on the sideline, you know, when 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 uh, Steve Harvey said, "Hey man, we black out here. We trying to get paid out here." Maybe she's playing the game a different way now that she's back. 
And what is the game? I I don't know. What is the game, Lamont? I mean, to to Dr. Carr's point, she she's realizing what, how you get your your bread buttered is is you being that in front of them, because that's no, what they like. Oh no! Are they watching? No, are they watching? I don't see them. Nah. I mean, it was enough press to to take uh, note. It was wait. enough. Black yeah. black you know, can generate certain support. I mean, I'm not quite sure what's going on in my hometown right now, but what I did see was a couple of young brothers who are co- trying to come of age, but I also saw black spectacle in the well of the Tennessee oh. legislature. Oh, oh, please do. Let's uh, let's talk about this. But no, no, come on, because I, I brought you on because, yeah. you know, we had Tyler Merritt to kick off. He's in Nashville. He's been there 20 years, but you were born and raised in the heart of Tennessee and um, Tennessee State alum and all of that. And I want to know... You know, is this a moment? Is this a movement? Do these Justins, um, the Justice for Justins, Justin Pearson and Justin Jones, uh, is this, are we seeing the future before our very eyes? I want to, I want to kind of suss all that out before we do though. Let me take Charles in Texas who wants to talk about the, the, the comedy. And when we come back, Dr. Carr, break that down for us, please. Charles in Texas, welcome to the Karen Hunter show. Hi. Y'all, I think oh, I think okay. I told you guys last week or the week before, man. Y'all keep us cracking up. Y'all do a great job with that. Uh, if a rapper raps just because they cuss, that doesn't make them a good rapper. So I think content matters. Yeah, you can cuss, but it needs to flow and make us laugh. You know what I mean? A lot of people are big Kevin Hart fans. I ain't knocking Kevin Hart and he's getting the bag, but I can sit there and watch him and not laugh. I want somebody to make me laugh. If, if you're a comedian, I don't, you know, I don't get caught up in whatever. Richard Parker can make us laugh and cuss. And uh, I can sit here, I can't think of uh, Gaffigan. He can make us laugh and not cuss. So it, you got to be funny, end of the day. Yeah. I, I don't know. Was she funny? I don't think she was very funny. I think she, she, she told some stories that made people, like, shocked. I heard most of them before because, as I said, I saw her in Vegas. So I was like, I know this story already. I know where this is going. Now, right fair, fair question. Do you, do you think that your expectations were, were high? For yes, her? they were. I expected okay. her to come with something. Dr. Carr? I expected her to come with more than what I've seen so far, for sure. Mm. For sure. Particularly since, you know, she's a big fan of Dr. Black. She's been pushing Black on Black. She's been out there telling what? my baby. Yeah, absolutely. He was telling me, you had to ask him about it. Well, you had to ask him what he thinks, because the Monique that showed up is not the Monique that's a fan of black on black. Not in, mm. I'm, so I don't know. Ah. I think you're right. That, that plays to what you just said. Maybe she's acting. Yeah, it felt, <laughs> it felt like a performance. Uh, mm-hmm. One that was hitting some notes and it was almost like an anti Dave Chappelle too, because ah. where, where he is catching flack for anti-trans or whatever, she leaned into that. My babies, mm. you know, like so, so the mm. Rainbow Coalition probably is like really loving uh, Monique right now and maybe strategic. I don't know. I just want to I just want to to your point. I just want to laugh. Can you can you know, eight, six, six, eight, zero, one, eight, two, five, five is the number. When we come back, maybe we won't be laughing. Dr. Carr is going to give us some perspective <laughs> on what we are looking at in Tennessee right now. And also Mississippi, because I know you have some feeling about Tate Reeves. And um, I, I had some some words for the entire state of Mississippi yesterday because I'm disgusted that it's the con- Confederate Heritage Month. <laughs> this is my our birthday month, Doctor Carr. I take exception to this. Come on now. We, yeah, we got to do something about it, and somebody got to stand up. Thank you for coming in on this Friday. This Good Friday. That's what we're going to shift it. Lamont King is here as well. Thank you both for being here. Um, 
appropriate the the mood um I was telling everyone, I've been saying this for a while, that we're in a particular time in history that 100 years from now, they're going to mark this period as something. Something is happening. We're living through it. I don't know if any of y'all got up this morning and realized that you are part of history. Now, the question is, are you going to be a part of it or are you going to be a bystander? You're going to sit on the sides on the balcony like the Muppets and complain and bitch, or are you going to get involved because something is happening in this country? Where are we right now in your estimation, Dr. Carr? On track. Mm. It, it was all criminal enterprise. It was going to fall apart. I, we, we we talk about that every week. I mean, you know, Richard Kreitner, when he wrote the book, Break It Up, he said a key theme in American history is not unity, it's secession. They've always been trying to get away from each other. The pilgrims getting away from the British, you know, the, the poor whites trying to get away from the rich whites in Virginia, you know, the, the Catholics trying to get away from everybody in Maryland. And then since they started the United States, every time they go west, it's because you're trying to get away from somebody. Mm. It's not expansion. There's no central thing. Federalism has always been a negotiated thing. And it's come close to breaking just about every other generation. They broke once for real in the Civil War. And that's when we freed ourselves. And it took us 100 years to try to fight our way back into, into some concept, of, not even back, into some way of citizenship. And it pissed off the people for whom they understand their central investment in this whole criminal enterprise is something that you can't count in money. What? Whiteness. Once we fought our way into citizenship, those people who only have whiteness to hold on to made a blood oath. And for 50 some years, they've been fighting to push us out of citizenship. So I'd say we're pretty much on track for what's ultimately going to happen to this little place. It's going to break up. It has to. It was set up to break up. (laughs) As you were watching yesterday, um, (laughs) the the, uh, Tennessee legislature uh, basically booed out Justin Pearson and Justin Jones and keep Gloria Johnson. What what went through your head? Well, it's on food. So I, I, I was laughing the whole time. I was mad too, but I was laughing. I mean, how about this? Of the three of them, it's a white woman with a black name that gets uh preserved. So I mean, I guess <laughs> Gloria Glow. Glow Johnson. <laughs> Yeah. Gloria Johnson from Knox County. I mean, people not watching might thought well, it's, it's three black people. No, good. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> of course, <laughs> it's, a, it's a black man. But I mean, you know, I was angry because you know, white nationalists should make us angry. Anybody who wants to hold on to their whiteness it should make us angry at the expense of everybody else. Tennessee won't expand Medicaid. Tennessee won't uh, take federal dollars, and they take more of the federal dollars than they than they give. So we should be mad about that. But it was kind of funny too. And by funny, I mean funny in the ironic sense. I mean, these two brothers, Justin Jones out of Nashville. Well, he went to Fisk. He's from Oakland, as we know, the Bay Area. And the other young brother, Justin Pearson, this is Black Lives Matter kids. I mean, and young people. I say, I want to say kids because you saw them being young. I mean, now, if Justin Jones actually, you know, is working on legislation and passing legislation, it's kind of a new development. His, his kind of claim to fame is being in front of the cameras. And there's nothing wrong with that. This is a generation that is finding his politics in social media and technology. Mm-hmm. So I'm not mad at him. Justin Pearson, who, you know, is from Memphis, but he went to Bowdoin College. And I'm listening to his cadence and I'm like, do you talk like that in real life? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a spectacle going on, like, but, but he's a young man. I, I mean, teach me. No, it's okay. Work it, work it out. You wear your dashikis. I wear them. I mean, but let's be clear. Justin Pearson came into the the legislature on 1200 votes in a special election and when they had the regular election he won by he, he got 443 votes there's six there are almost 69,000 people in his district Justin Jones won an election he beat the sister 
1,931 votes to 1,690 votes. Uh, Delisha, uh, uh, I think her name is what, Rutherford? At any rate, and then he won the general election by 8,000 some votes. It's 60, almost 64,000 people in his district. Nobody's voting. Mm. Watched him yesterday, and those hillbillies from East Tennessee went to East Tennessee State University, came after him. You know, and they all say, you're, you're violated decorum. Okay, okay, fine. You know what the most, finally, the most powerful speech was that I heard was by the young brother who, uh, Chisholm, Jesse Chisholm, 43 years old. He went to Morehouse undergrad. And this is what he said. To me, it was very governance structure. Who are we to each other? He got up and said, you know what? This young man right here, talking about Justin uh, Pearson, he said, me and him, we don't approach this the same way. We don't, we don't get down the same way. But what he said was, I have to speak to the humanity of everyone in this room, and you don't have the right to expel him. This is one black man, a Morehouse man, you know, with his tie on saying, me and this brother with the dashiki, we don't even get have the same political approach. But you, white folk, don't have the right to expel him. That was a profound moment for me. Mm. And then that raises the question we have to ask ourselves. The one I'm going to be up all night trying to figure out as we talk about it tomorrow, you know, how do we build a we? Because most of the people that voted for those two were not there yesterday. Those white kids were the ones marched for our lives in the die-in. The people in North Nashville, where are the people in the hood? Why aren't they down there? I've led marches to the Tennessee legislature when I was at Tennessee State. We went down there and confronted white boys every day. But those people weren't there. There are class issues involved in this. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I mean, just a few initial thoughts. So the vice president Mm -hmm. of the United States, Kamala Harris, is making her way there. uh, We were going to have Gloria Johnson on today. She canceled because she's with the vice president. I was like, all right, all right, no problem. I was thinking this in my head, but I'm going to say it out loud. From the trip to Africa to being the one now showing up in Tennessee, is the baton being passed for the 2024 election to Kamala Harris? Do you think that Joe Biden is going to hand it off to her? Are they mm. setting it up for that? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know because black politicians, nationally known black politicians, are proving increasingly tone deaf to rank and file black people. Howard just rented Stacey Abrams' name. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, pointing her to Ron W. Walters. Huh. Uh, for I, I'm saying that because people confuse that. They think when you add somebody as an endowed chair in that form that they're going to be at the university. She's not going to be at the university. She's still staying in Atlanta. She's going to come give some lectures, pull some things together. But does Stacey Abrams excite the, the black folk who are in the state of Georgia where they should have defeated Brian Kemp overwhelmingly? No, poor black people saying these politicians don't matter. Kamala Harris... Now, I guess she is the race warrior. She's going to go down there. Well, Joe Biden missed his moment. You ain't never going to pull these poor whites back. The ones that are threatening the mayor of Memphis right now saying, if you appoint Justin Pearson, we're going to yank the money for your stadium. All this. These white boys are defending their confederacy. Kamala Harris is not going to go down there and be black power. She's mm-hmm. down there to take a picture. And I'll tell you what, these two kind of diminutive looking brothers on either side of this white mom from East Tennessee, you know, I, I, I don't see where our politics are. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay, that just took a turn. Lamont. No, I, <laughs> no, I kind of, I, I, he, 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 he worded it uh, uh, very well, but I, I kind of, I, I agree. I don't see this passing the baton. What, what, so just outwardly on the surface, what is she there to do? What does she show up and arrive as to do what? 
So it, it, it's it, at face value is it's just it's optics. It's going to be optics. I, yes. And and and, and so as it's because you so you with y'all both you, while what you're saying is true, uh, optics. That's what rules the country, right? So so her going there now, you know. Oh, she's down with the people, the, the Tennessee three. You well, know, I got I got to give you a little a little pushback on that. Some there's a generation who is so dialed in to optics by way of social media, they can see through when a, a, a play is being made and, and when it's a move. And and I think particularly, like, so for example, the two Justins yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Who were they speaking to? Who were they speaking to? One is doing a, a, a very great rendition of... of Uncle Marty, Dr. King. Great. Yes. Oh, the greatest <laughs> rendition. Stops. <laughs> yeah. To the, yeah. I was, I'm listening on talk radio. I'm like, was this at a at, at Sunday service? But Come on. Who, well, his daddy's a pastor. You know, could be. No, that's all fair. It's all fair. This is not a knock. No. But who, who are you speaking to? So you're, you're hearkening something that we're all familiar with. You're pulling from history, the cadence, the pain, the moan, the wail, you know, showing passion. But you're speaking to your age and below because those are the people who are going to see that clip. They're not even going to know the story, but they'll see the clip on their timeline. And that's where the activism and activation comes from. So when uh, uh, Vice President Harris shows up, it's like, why are you here? You're late. Like, unless you have an immediate fix when the wheels touch down on that plane, I don't believe you. There's a generation that looks at, at the Biden administration and looks at Kamala Harris's efforts and it's like, point blank, we don't believe you. I don't believe you. So I, I think, that, I, I think that, you're, I think you're absolutely it. right. And I say this, but because I feel like... <sighs> The Democratic Party, they made a miscalculation. Joe Biden's only role was to beat Trump. At that point, they should have been grooming the next person to come and run in 2024 because he is not, I I don't want to say it out of my mouth, but I already see what's going to happen. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, Jesus, come on, y'all. And there's nothing I can do about it because I'm sitting here and I know what's going to happen, Dr. Carr. And I'm like, you know, maybe, you know, you keep saying the thing's going to break. That will break it for sure. But I don't want it to break. I don't. I don't want to go through four more years of a possible another pandemic, something else with somebody like DeSantis or Trump at the at the helm, or even Nikki motherfucking Haley or anybody else. Tim, it could be Tim Scott. I don't give a damn. Their policies are anti-human, and so I'm just. I, I'm like, damn. I got to vote for the binary choice here. There's only two choices because they because the Democratic Party is not mature enough to realize the time that we're in, and Joe Biden may not be the answer to get us. That's four crazy. more years like ah, so I'm, I'm frustrated and, and, and she she's been in the house for easily six months like from christmas to ghana you, <laughs> christmas you to ghana. Even, from christmas to her showing up in ghana you didn't you didn't even know that she was going well they, that's because they got terrible pr i mean she's been out there i mean she just did something around solar panels and engines i mean she's pushing oh, oh. to your point my First of all, the constituency, they simply won't lean into the constituency, these young people. Now, you've got the Republicans are saying, yeah, we got to do something about these young people trying to snatch the polling places. But the fact of the matter is they don't know how to talk to young people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what you're saying is very important. Meanwhile, the party apparatus and, and God bless 
uh, our friend uh, Jamie, but and you've given him the business, and rightfully so, because what are y'all doing? The Tennessee Democratic Party have they said anything? I mean, I'm saying Joe Biden should have come on TV last night, aren't you? Right. Right. Of the party, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ash, you're right. I mean, like I said, I ain't gonna say, but it's Alexander O'Neill, you are fake, baby. When she comes in there, it's like we didn't seen this before. They no. always talk about how a word of condemnation goes far, right? Whenever, whenever you associate with somebody, or whenever you do something wrong, they want that apology or to say that all you had to do was last night, Tennessee. This was this was not good. That's all you. And then and then go about your business and put the game back on. This, no. this was not good. I frown on this. Just some uh, TNP. He could have thoughts and prayed it up. Can't, can't do it because he still thinks he'll get them three toothless white voters in Mississippi that mm. that, that toupee wearing governor has playing toward with his Confederate Heritage Month. They still think they're chasing these poor whites. I'm going to tell you right now, if we did four years of a president from the Republicans that isn't Trump, you know, which, which, frankly, as you covered and talked about earlier in the week, the voters of Wisconsin may have saved us from by making sure that they can't steal another election in, in, in Wisconsin. You know, there are worse things. There are worse things. I mean, I don't know that it would fall apart in the next four years, but I tell you what, four years from now, when you may have a Governor Wes Moore mm. in this thing, it could be that this is a... Mm. For some for a real a real change. <laughs> listen, listen, I mean, and and the the Wisconsin Supreme Court they're looking to you know maybe oust Miss Janet uh prost prost whiskey 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 Yes, yeah, that's it. That. Yep, that was it. Yep, they that's tried it. to impeach her already. She just got in. They want to impeach. I mean, we're we're in some strange, not some strange times. We are in some time. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.